Say welcome to the Erasable Podcast in the Stitch Voice. Welcome to the Erasable Podcast. <laughs> and I have that recorded for an intro. <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome to episode 180 of the Erasable Podcast. I'm Johnny Gamber, here with these two really cool dudes whom I met at a recent book club for middle-aged nerds, Tim Wassum and Andy Welfley. Hey <laughs> guys. Three wild and crazy guys. <laughs> I am in all of the clubs that involve middle-aged nerds. <laughs> yeah, but you're not middle-aged yet. And Andy's not either. I'll Crap. be 40 next uh, next February, so I guess I'm like Me almost too. middle-aged. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll be but, like, 37. My, the, my head is like my hair is a baby boomer that's so true i feel like it all kind of balances out i, know, I think at boomer you wouldn't have that lovely head of hair be tim's dying. hair voted for donald boomer. trump be squeaky <laughs> <laughs> do you see there's an amazing article in i think it was the onion or babylon b i can't remember which but it was like uh woke remakes of disney movies and it was like all these like changes they're making and one of them was that for Encanto, they were changing it to "We don't talk about Bruno because he voted for Trump." It was one of them. Oh man! My favorite one was the new remake of Snow White. That like in the new Snow White, Snow White will be a black male, and all of the dwarves will be like different genders and people of different races <laughs> and different heights. I was like, yeah, different heights. Yeah, so it's like that. Actually, sounds kind of awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know this is a joke, but like, when's it come out? Yeah. That would make the scene where they track down the witch a lot more interesting. <laughs> yeah, so we have been talking about our book club that we're going to do quarterly or thereabouts for a while. And we've mentioned the title of a book that we picked for our first book club, which is Palimpsest by Matthew Battles. And we have two, two, count them, two ah, cool pieces ah, of information. Ah. <laughs> first, on our next episode, Caroline Weaver will be joining us to talk about running a book club and hopefully have some things we can avoid doing that would not go well. And we have one more cool piece of news that I hope Tim will be willing to share with our listeners. Absolutely. In May, on our official book club discussion episode, which will be happening uh, somewhere like maybe two-thirds of the way through May, we will be joined by Mr. Matthew Battles, the author of palimpsest yay uh, yeah connected with him on twitter and he seems like a really great guy and was really interested and and he is also as he said in his message his conversation with me with exclamation points i love pencils Ooh. i am a pencil user maybe you can talk about that too oh this is so yes awesome. that will definitely be part of the conversation so he, he is a pencil guy too so this is all things are turning up erasable you know <laughs> amtrak is not that far he's at harvard that's Six yeah, hours Johnny, quiet. Do you want to record on on location? That oh, that would be too cool. No, COVID <laughs> numbers are going back up. Amtrak will probably not let me on. <laughs> you got three kids. No, so why don't we jump into our usual segments before we get to do all this awesome stuff in the future and do our tools of the trade? Would you like to go first, Mister Welfley? Yes. Well, uh, the thing that I have been consuming that I have been thinking the most about is what about. Uh, a little over halfway through the season of Star Trek Picard season two, and it is just—it's just great. I—I I don't think it's a spoiler because they talk about it in the like the season previews, but they go back to the year 2024 in this season, and they have so many little references to uh, Star Trek IV: The Voyage Home, where Kirk and Spock and crew goes to 
like 1980s San Francisco. And it's just, yeah, it's, it's just really delightful and just like a good like treat for like longtime Star Trek fans. And they do a good job of just like, you know, engaging people with new stuff too. So I've just really been enjoying Star Trek Picard. Um, also reading Palimpsest, and I guess I won't talk too much about that because we're going to be talking about that a lot. And one other thing I watched over the weekend, which I would highly recommend, is the latest episode of Saturday Night Live with host and musical guest. She's just a delight, and she's so talented in basically everything she yeah. does. She's amazing. Yeah. And what, what one thing I liked about it especially was, so, you know, they've often had guests be the musical host as well, but... Lizzo was the first person in SNL history to introduce herself. So, you know, usually what? they get a cast member to like say like, ladies and gentlemen, Lizzo. And then they launch a musical guest. The The first number she in- introed herself and then got up on stage while they you were said, like, ladies and gentlemen, me. me. <laughs> <laughs> so somebody on Twitter message mentioned that like, if that's not the most Lizzo thing ever, I don't know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> so lots of good episodes. There's a really good TikTok spoof that they did. It's pretty good. Funny Easter Bunny sketch, but yeah, delightful episode of SNL. And I am writing uh, with C- with a custom Musgrave pencil. I had a bunch made for a conference coming up, a writing is designing pencil that we're going to give away to our workshop participants. I am I'm going to send you you guys both one. Thank you. Writing. It's a hot pink pencil with like gold imprints that say writing is designing and just a really nice bold font and a black ferrule and a black eraser. Ooh, <laughs> I ordered 500 of them. I have so many. It was pretty cheap. It was like $150 for 500, which I think is a pretty good price. Yeah. And I'm writing in my oh yellow, what is it called? The spring. Oh, signs of spring. Signs of spring. That's it. Writing in my signs of spring field notes. Uh, and that's it for me. How about you, Tim? Yeah, I have been reading... A book that I've I've owned for I think like three years and have been meaning to read and finally have gotten around to it and it's one of those like full body joy <laughs> experiences of reading where it's just like <laughs> this is the best. Uh, a man called Uva by Frederick Bachman. Have you guys read this or? Oh man, I always thought it was Ove. No. Yeah. Okay. So Frederick Bachman is a Swedish novelist. And this book, I actually forget when it came out, but it, it was oh, six years ago, five, six years ago, something like that. And so it is the story of a curmudgeon, like an old man who is just a, this curmudgeonly old man living in Sweden and he's living alone. And basically right at the beginning, you learn that his goal at the present is to take his own life because he's lonely. So it starts out with this kind of like sad tilt to it, right? But in a way that only this author can do. It's like in comical ways, it keeps kind of getting interrupted. (laughs) And then in heartwarming ways, like where he like is on the verge of it. And then he's such a good person that he kind of like talks himself. I don't know. It's really hard to, to talk about, but it, it is funny. It's really heartfelt. Like things that I'm like underlining saying, man, when, I need to write like a note to my wife. I should quote this book <laughs> when I say this because it's so sweet. You know, it's very like laugh out loud funny. Like I've laughed out loud reading this book more than um, I don't know, any book in recent memory, I think. So I can't recommend it enough. It's like I'm like three quarters of the way through it, but 10 out of 10. I mean, it's just fantastic. I have another book of his that I had started. I'm going to get back to after I finish this one, but it's called Anxious People. And that novel is about a guy who uh, robs a bank for a very specific amount of money. It's like $9,700 or something. And it doesn't go as planned. 
and he runs out, stumbles into a, an apartment showing and accidentally takes hostages. <laughs> and then, uh, <laughs> and then the police get there and he's gone and all the hostages act like he wasn't there at all. And so like, they have to figure out like, wait, why are all these people defending the guy who took them? <laughs> took them really? So I'm, I'm kind of, I'm just smitten with this writer. So really great. And there's a movie which is on prime video, which I'm going to watch this week when I finish the book. And Tom Hanks is actually making the American remake of it. And he's going to be playing Uva. He seems, seems so, like he um, could do a like cantankerous guy really well. Oh yeah. With a heart I, of gold. I, it's going to be amazing. That's what this is. I mean, it's like a hyper uh, practical old curmudgeon. Yes. With a heart of gold and like, you know, a really rock solid moral compass. So I love that. Loving it so much. We were, we just started watching upload, which is a show on, it's like an Amazon oh, prime yeah. show. It's done by, I think his name is Michael Schur. Mm-hmm. Um, the guy who did like parks and recreation and, or no, sorry, no, it's Greg Daniels. They're, so Greg Daniels, the guy who did Parks and Recreation in, in the office and also was involved in The Good Place. And Upload is a show about, it's based in the future. And when you're close to death, you can opt to be uploaded where they have this new technology where they can basically extract your memories and your consciousness and upload you to an afterlife of your choosing. They're it's like... Pretty- like it's it's basically like capitalism right like you have you can only access something you're, if you like prepay or pay an app or something you're basically living in the app store on apple like where like you walk up to the mini bar <laughs> and then there's like in-app purchases where it's like you can have this for 4.99 you can have this so it's like they're figuring out a way to make you pay money after you die basically but it is funny and also, it's got like kind of a mystery element to it that's really intriguing. I don't know how many episodes there are, actually. I'm only two. We're two episodes into it, but it's worth watching. I mean, anybody involved in those shows is going to is is not going to put out something subpar. So, so that's been fun. And also reading wise, I've been I know like they're kind of all the rage right now, but Substack email listings. I have subscribed to several, but like my email inbox is the most just dis- like disorganized place on the planet i'm <laughs> just whispering that to you guys because don't yeah, tell anybody nobody's listening but i'm real i'm really bad at email like in like keeping my email inbox like tidy and all that like i, I struggle to with all, especially with the ones where i get all the newsletters and stuff too but i discovered a couple weeks ago that there's a Substack reader where it like just like lists all of your Substacks on the side. And I was like, Oh, well that's much better. (laughs) But I have been catching up on those and I subscribe to like six or seven, but the three that I'm going to talk about are aside from me and you two, my favorite trio of fellas on the planet who are now (laughs) like best friends. And it makes my heart very happy to hear this. Nick Offerman, of Ron Swanson fame, Jeff Tweedy of Wilco fame, <laughs> and George Saunders of George Saunders fame. What? Are all best friends. I feel like that was just for you. They're... Oh, I know. I know <laughs> really. And they like they have like a text thread. And like every time I hear any of them interviewed anywhere else, they're always like, oh, when I was texting Jeff and Nick, I'm like, oh my God, I want to know that text thread. <laughs> so, uh, but they all have sub stacks and they're all awesome. Um, Jeff Tweedy has one called Starship Casual in which he posts about songwriting and he posts like works in progress like 
iPhone recordings of song ideas and things. You get to really like see how the sausage is made to use that phrase for the second time in an episode, (laughs) which is really cool. And George Saunders has one called Story Club in which he, just like that book I talked about, Swimming Upon in the Rain, he breaks down a short story over the course of like two months where he like does this like slow breakdown of a story and also writes about his own like writing process, which stay tuned. I'll talk about that again later. And Nick Offerman just started his and his is called Donkey Thoughts. (laughs) (laughs) Which is like a really good comic, (laughs) which is, yeah, (laughs) which is like really perfect. So anyways, I've been catching up on those. I also subscribe to Patty Smith's, which is, really good and yeah so i've been catching up with my sub stack and the last thing music is i've talked about him before on the podcast but i've been listening to bill frizzell his album valentine hmm. uh, by bill frizzell which is his like trio jazz album kind of like americana jazz album but i have in the last week or so have just kind of come to the conclusion that it is a modern day classic so uh, i really love it and I am writing with my a studio Delger pencil. Oh yeah. Ooh. That's yeah, a good one. The round pencils we got from studio. Is it? Yeah. So they, they sent these, they are really handsome. I'm going to guess they're made by a general pencil company. I was thinking it was <laughs> yes, a Kitaboshi product. <laughs> yeah. No, it's made... not a Kitaboshi and we never said that. <laughs> Pay no attention to the yeah. factory behind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yes, uh, clearly made by Musgrave is a round pencil, cream colored with a beautiful illustration of a tiger and a metal cap on it. That I, metal I cap is great. Pencil, and it's, it is nice. It's very nice. And I'm using it in my Maraman spiral notebook and it is so super smooth and lovely. So I love this pencil, love them. So I was very thankful to get to try it out. So that's nice. me. How about you, Johnny? Mine are much less exciting. I, I read Palimpsest, which was so good. Moving on. I'm reading, I mean, I guess reading is the right word. I'm working my way through a a book by Kathy Abbott called Bookbinding, a step-by-step guide. That's one of those like Bibles of bookbinding. You have to have this book, even if you don't agree with all of her approaches kind of books. And it's like, it's beautiful. So it's nice to get a book about bookbinding that is itself a very nice book. But there's a lot of useful information in here, like a good recipe for wheat flour pastes, which is uh, simple but hard to get right, as I've discovered the hard way and making a lot of messes in my kitchen. I'm watching Vera every night over spring break because we've all been sick and, you know, I'm sleeping from three to like nine, which is not usual for me. And after that, I watch a show called Before We Die on PBS, and they leave all the F words in on the PBS app, which they never, ever do. Scandalous. Yeah, it's like it's gritty. It was a remake of a Swedish crime drama. And I don't know if you've seen Wallander, but that's a remake of a Swedish show. And like so dark, like my father, who likes dark shows, like I can't watch that. Go. I want to watch it. So it's a short series. I think season two is coming out soon, but it's definitely worth checking out. And I'm reading Kathy Abbott's book on bookbinding, which is called Bookbinding, a step-by-step guide. And it's... Where do they um, come up with these titles? Yeah. It's on the list of like the bookbinding Bibles. Like you need to have a copy of this book or you can't say you bind books. But it's full of 
you know, a lot of really good information, very good photographic diagrams. Sometimes, you know, there's like a photo, a very small chart, and then moving on to the next binding. I'm like, oh, you didn't want me to learn how to do this. You just wanted me to show that you could do it. So this is really good. They have good recipes for wheat paste and information on how to replace bookbinding tools because a lot of them are, it's not just expensive, impossible to get. Like you can get a workmate from Black & Decker to replace, to replace a laying press. And they currently go for like 35 bucks on Amazon. So that's worth the price of the book right there. And my writing with stuff is a little less boring. I have this really cool vintage French like school pen from a brand called Fly Pen. It is like a really cool little fountain pen that takes international cartridges. And I have that and a crumpled up piece of French ruled filler paper from about the same time period, which sounds like I'm trolling you, but this is totally here. <laughs> and it's a freaking lovely combo. So why don't we jump into our fresh points before my internet goes out again? <laughs> Speaking of sausage getting made, number three. <laughs> Go first, Andy. Sure. Well, this one is a, a little bit uh, complicated. This is, and this is a uh, complete surprise to Johnny. But you know, if if you've listened to the show for a while now, you know that our kind of unofficial poet laureate of Erasable is Jay Newton, who is just a Fantastic rhymer has written things for Plumbago is like very good with with words. Writes the best limericks. And after I think it was two episodes ago, Johnny, do you remember talking about Old Gamber Road? Oh yeah. I don't remember what prompted it, but Jay wrote me an email. It was basically he said that he had listened to Old Gamber Road. He was inspired to write about it. So he goes, "I have for you a villanelle. It's a it's written in a neo gothic style with Poe references." And I personally guarantee it's the only villanelle with the phrase wheat paste. It's a reimagining of the legend of bluesman Robert Johnson selling his soul to be the best blues player out there. Um, here, it's a guy doing the same in order to be the best bass player. It's pretentiously <laughs> ridiculous, tongue-in-cheek, funny to our kind of people, and I think you'll appreciate the craft. Tim would like the music part, and it's about Johnny, so he's sure to like it. So <laughs> um, I'm going to read you this poem oh, awesome. called Old Gamber Road by Jay Newton. And I apologize if I don't get the like, you know, the rhythm right. A tale as dark as as ever has been told, and woe to the fool who visits the place from whence the legend of Old Gamber Road. An amateur musician with his load of four stringed instruments and plectrum case, as dark as tale a tale as dark as ever has been told. He's heard it to be the best there was a code, infernal bass lines linked with perfect pace. Beware the legend of Old Gamber Road. He paused a final moment. Then behold, a raven-colored book bound with wheat paste, a tale as dark as ever has been told. Signing in pen, inked with vermilion bold, and Montelado dripped from his face, another victim of Old Gamber Road. His tail heart betrayed his weary face, while sizzling blood dripped from his cursed base. A tale as dark as ever has been told down at the crossroads of Old Gamber Road. So that is, that's from our friend Jay Newton. <laughs> Bravo, Jay. I don't want to jump the gun on one of my fresh points, but I hope that Jay will let me put that in the poetry issue of the pen post. And also, yeah, like, I... I need a hug now. <laughs> <laughs> I bet he would, and then also I'll, I'll make sure... Yeah, make sure you guys talk about that. But yeah, thank you, Jay, for yeah, just being awesome and 
lending your poetry to us again. Yeah, that's yeah. great. Also, when I mentioned something I did, not this. We, sorry, go ahead. Could, could we name him the Erasable Poet Laureate? Officially? I yeah, think let's it's do it. Done. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Okay. Let's let's do it. All in favor? <laughs> I also wanted to mention something I did not this past weekend, but the weekend before Um, I went to the Codex Book Fair in San Francisco. It's actually in Richmond, but it is a like art book exhibition that is sponsored by this organization that is like celebrates like the printing press and bookmaking. It's so cool. Johnny, you would have loved it. It had two... 200 some exhibitors from like all over the world. There were people from Egypt. There were all sorts of people from Germany just like exhibiting. It was mostly, it was mostly either books featuring art or books that were themselves art. So something that is like very small batch and just really well put together. There were some zines. There weren't a lot of zines. I went because I saw that uh, my new friend, Andrew Meekum was going to be there who put together those, the Pencil Pusher Project and his nonprofit uh, printing press organization presented and he had some zines there. So it was so cool and super overwhelming. There were 200 vendors and it was, there were some books there that went like, there was one that was like $18,000. Like <laughs> there's no way. It was fun to look at. You couldn't even touch it because... Like you could ask to look through it and they would put on gloves and like hold it open for you. Whoa. I want to know what was in this book now. It was, I, I think it was just like a narrative about, um, about art. It was like that. The con honestly, the contents of many of them just weren't all that interesting. There's one that was amazing. They took that Nabokov book Lolita and they like an old copy and they removed the cover and they completely, um, redesigned a cover and just like showed the process and, it was amazing how they did it. Like, I don't really care about that book, but I loved, like, it was basically just a celebration of, like, the book binding process. And they talk a lot about it, and they had some, like, hmm. some pictures of, of making it. It was really cool. But I got each of you guys a little something that I'll I'll mail out here soon. Oh, thank you. Last thing I'll mention is, I don't know about you guys, but I have been getting a lot of Instagram ads for this new stationary company called Endless. And this is different than endless pens. And it is, oh, they, they have like some notebooks. They have some little folios and they have a notebook that's very Moleskin-like called the Recorder. And it is just like a leatherette cover. It's made with Tomoe River paper. You can get it in blank or lined or dot grid. has two bookmarks. It has an elastic band. It has an envelope in the back. It just looked really cool. So I thought I'd pick one up and I have been getting just so many ads for it. So I figured it was, you know, I better feed the machine. So have not actually used it beyond just like testing it out yet, but I will say it looks like it's really good quality. It is as kind of solid as a Leuch term. I, it's Tomoe River paper in it, which is. I thought they were making right, that. Yeah, that was what I just... was going to say. Yeah. I wonder if it's like, and it also like, it feels different. Like it's a thicker paper than. <laughs> That's what I was going to ask you. Was it their 68 gram one? I think it's their 68. Ooh. Which... Maybe they're still making that stuff um, is nice, but I mean, I've only ever used like the thinner Tomoe. I don't know what the weight is, but this is really nice. It works well with pencil. It works really well with fountain pen. I mean, that's what Tomoe is pretty famous for, right? Is it can just like slurp up the thirstiest fountain pen ink, which now that I have that, like really just like just gloppy orange ink loaded into my Levenger True Writer, <laughs> I'm going to try it out in there and see how it does. <laughs> Ooh, they come in a bag, like a little drawstring bag. Yeah. That's cool. <gasps> yeah. That goes all my money. Thanks, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> 
So uh, that's it. That's it for me. How about you, Tim? Well, first thing I'll, I'll bring up, and I, I this I guess this is the most like this is connected to something I was talking about earlier. Is I was going to talk about George Saunders. So I was reading George Saunders' Substack, which is called Story Club, which is really great. You should all subscribe to it. There's the free version, especially. He posts a ton, which like I'm like, how do you get anything done? Like, how do you publish books and do this much <laughs> on Substack? It's amazing. But on one of his recent posts, he posted a picture of his desk. And the thing to notice that made me very excited was, first of all, that he had a picture of his manuscript in manuscript form for his new book, which is coming out October, which is called Liberation Day, which is his new short story collection, which is, you know, what he's like most well known for his, his amazing short stories. So I'm, I'm pumped about that. But next to it is two Blackwing 602 pencils that are both in the Steinbeck stage and are sharpened to the exact same oh, wow. length. That's so satisfying. And it is incredibly satisfying. And I am just, I was kind of like delaying gratification. I didn't want to post this too early. So I'm going to show you guys. So I just, I'm posting a picture of it in our document so you can see. But he's got two black wings. Oh yeah, look at that. Sharpened to the exact same length. And and I can't help but do the thing where I think, okay, well, Wilco teamed up with Field Notes. And Field Notes is pretty closely connected to the Blackwing world. And I'm pretty sure that Jeff Tweedy had Blackwings. And so I like to think that he got those Blackwings from Jeff Tweedy. (laughs) (laughs) That's the nerdy wormhole of thoughts that I end up Andy listens to our podcast and knows about the Steinbeck stage. So, hey, George. Awesome. If it, <laughs> George Saunders, if you're listening to the podcast, you can be like our author laureate of of the show. Like forever. Yeah. Like just forever. Am I seeing things? Was that yeah. a really old laptop? Yeah, which I also super respect. <laughs> that he's just like, I need a laptop that just writes stuff. Can't do anything awesome. else. Yeah, pretty awesome. Pencil sharpener in the background. One of us. One of us. One of us. So that made me very excited. I don't know. I just like spotting pencils in the wild and when you're not expecting it and you notice it in a place where he probably has 50,000 people subscribing to his his sub stack and happen to notice his pencil habits and so that made me very glad because George Saunders is uh, probably I, I don't know if there's a writer on the planet I respect more than George Saunders <laughs> that made me very happy next thing is I was going to talk about TikTok What's that? It's on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> it's an app that the youths are using, Johnny, this. to, yeah, the youths are communicating via TikTok, but there's a <laughs> artist on TikTok. His name is Dylan Eakin that everyone should check out. And I bring him up because he is a graphite artist, graphite and charcoal. Mm. He does. But I have just been, for the last few months, I've just been totally blown away by his artwork that he does. He does realistic portraits that he spends, I mean, upwards of like 50 hours on these drawings. And they are 
something that I can't describe in words just as far as how skillful and how amazing his work is. So I encourage anybody, if you're not following him, it's Dylan, D-Y-L-A-N-E-A-K-I-N. I think his TikTok is Dylan.Eakin, but you should check him out and see his work. It's really breathtaking. So check that out. I hope we can have him on someday and talk to him about That'd be so cool. his pencil art. We've, we've exchanged a couple of emails, which was exciting. And he was just like, stay tuned. Let's talk later because he's just in the middle of a bunch of projects, which I respect. But yeah. Really amazing stuff. I mean, not just a portrait of somebody, but like portraits of someone in the rain that he's doing in pencil, right? Where it's like super realism. It's amazing stuff. We were always looking to have more artists on, and I would really I think maybe we could do a TikTok would live really with him. Love to hear from him. Oh, we need a we need a raceable TikTok. That's true. <laughs> John, Johnny, we, can you get Charlotte some, to make us one? I have not given her a phone yet. <laughs> so, so Henry, the younger yeah. one. <laughs> yeah. I think Rosie should work on it. I think Henry probably. Oh, Rosie, Rosie and Lila join effort. Yes, they could be TikTok superstars yeah. together. Henry could probably hack Sounds my phone. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> you think I'm joking? All right, and uh, the last thing I had, just a minor thing, but I stumbled across it and I thought it was interesting and it sort of sparked some thoughts. Was an article in on Boeing. They didn't article is today yeah it was today i figured i saw it today and i thought it probably would have been older but it was about over-engineered mechanical pencils which i think if there was a if there was a phrase that was the opposite of what we stand for it would be not just mechanical pencils but (laughs) over-engineered mechanical pencils (laughs) but then it made me think about the fact that over-engineered mechanical pencils are better than under-engineered mechanical <laughs> pencils. True. So then, so there's this like weird, you know, like science thing that happens where there's analog pencils and there's over-engineered pencils, which seem to be better than the middle, which is the bullshit that is mechanical <laughs> pencils. So that was just kind of a fascinating little uh, mental thought that I wanted to share. Cause they're talking about things like the, oh, what is the, 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 the famous the crew- Uniball the Kuratoga, right? Like these ones that prevent you from ever having to like break lead or like having to like rotate your pencil. And so there's a bunch of these now. I like and, how he's just like roasting the jet pens person who made that video. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Never break lead again. Yeah. So anyways, I just saw that. I saw that and it just like made me think. And like, I just, I, I, I like that idea that there is like, there's a no man's land in the middle between over-engineered mechanical pencils yeah. and the analog pencils. And so everything in the middle is crap, <laughs> but the over-engineered ones are apparently okay, which I still don't want to use them because they're still bullshit. So, so yeah, that's all I got. So over-engineered mechanical pencils, a dude on TikTok you should follow. And George Saunders uses black wings. What do you think a George Saunders very, TikTok would be Very like? happy. Oh, don't tell <laughs> Analog. Me. That's a, yeah. <laughs> Uh, it would be him. I mean, he's like one of the funniest dudes on the planet. Like, it's like when you hear him talk, he's just like so quick, so funny. And you know who else is friends with George Saunders? That? Jason Isbell. Of course. So like, I'm screwed. <laughs> like, I'm just like, it's like I just am experiencing. It's like, I'm just gonna have a life full of FOMO for the for. Don't forever. worry, Tim. We're glad to be your, your backups. Yeah. Speak whatever, for yourself, man. This is like. <laughs> <I'm> done. <laughs> 
just makes me like, yeah, just forever missing out. But it's probably better. The imagined version of it is probably better than the reality well, of it. Sure. They're probably just like texting about their taxes. You're still young. <laughs> so. You're not even 35 yet. Like by no stretch of the imagination hair. are you middle-aged. My hair is elderly. Well, over the hill. So. Well. Tim's hair doesn't hair. know what TikTok is. You're aging from the top down. <laughs> and it seems to have Who's stalled. a TikTok? That's what my hair just said. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Bless me. I just have a couple in the, I mentioned this in the last two zines, but I forgot to mention it on the podcast. Rosie, my kindergartner, they're learning about the seven continents and I think sort of, you know, the kindergartner's version of ge- uh, geography. So I checked with her teacher for permission to share their address because they would love it if people would send postcards to the, with just like, you know, a fact or two about where you're sending it from. So I don't want to read that out. So if you drop us an email or leave a comment here, I'll get the address to you. I mean, I don't know why you wouldn't read my zines because it's in there. So, you know, you probably already know about this. And everybody here reads Johnny's zines, right? Not according to my Etsy sales. (laughs) Johnny has a zine? You wound me, Tim. What? (laughs) (laughs) No, it's a joke because you have seven zines. I have two these days. I'm I'm, I'm slacking. You have two. I know. I'm just... (laughs) (laughs) But your zines are... Perfect. That wasn't perfect, but thank you. So <laughs> for April, we're going to do a poetry issue of Pen Post, and I'm sort of shooting myself in the foot because I already don't know how the hell I'm going to print this, but lots of folks have sent some cool stuff in. So like we've already passed two deadlines, but like, you know, if you send it in by the end of the week, we'll look at it because I'm behind because I was sick all last week. So yeah, or, you know, obviously preference for poetry about pens or stationery but if it's just some like bonkers poem about gorilla glue like that's probably awesome too yeah my only other fresh point is speaking of poets you can pre-order uh kiki petrosino my sister-in-law yay her upcoming memoir that comes out in august 9th i think it's called bright from saraband books and earlier today yeah frankie and i were talking i was like how do i explain bright like is bright a complexion or is bright racial identity so she said you know in the shameful period of our country where there was slavery and runaway slaves you would describe somebody as bright like they're very light-skinned this is what they look like it's like i want my property back and informed me that she would be considered bright so the cover is beautiful and everything that kiki writes is beautiful so it'll be super Mm -hmm. awesome i'm sure and that's all I got for Fresh Points. And I think that's all we got for our episode, aside from saying goodnight and thanking our Patreon mofos. Yeah. Fuck. <coughs> oh, man, it gives out one more time. Now it's fine. <laughs> okay. So we are the Erasable Podcast. Oh, that's not the right order. I'm sorry. <laughs> Ignore me. So can you guys tell folks where to find you on the internet? Do you want to go first, Andy? Sure. I'm at uh, andy.wtf or woodclinch.com or on Twitter or Facebook. No, the other one, Instagram as at a Wuffley. Tim? How about you, Tim? You can follow me on Twitter at Tim Wassum and I'm on Instagram at Timothy Wassum. Awesome. And I'm Johnny. I'm at uh, pencilrevolution.com and on social media at Pencilution. And we are Erasable which you could find at erasable.us or wherever you get your podcasts because, you know, 
Spotify and Apple and whatnot. And you can check us out on social media at the podcast. We're on Facebook as the erasable podcast. And we have a group called the erasable pencil community. I believe it's called. It doesn't have podcast in the title, but it is the group of pencil aficionados and stationary aficionados and probably the friendliest corner of social media, if not the internet. And we have a Patreon through which you can support our bi-monthly podcasting efforts at patreon.com slash erasable. And if you back us at the Steinbeck stage, which is $10 a month or more, you are officially a producer and you get to join this very growing and awesome list of awesome people. Melissa Miller, dig, digital tech, sorry, Angie, Aaron Bollinger, Matthew Siobhan, Andrew Austin, Tara Whittle, Ida Umfers, David Johnson, Phil Munson, Donnie Pierce, Bill Black, Ed Swift, Diana Oakley, Tom Keekley, Andre Torres, Kyle, Paul Moorhead, Jamelia, Stephen Fransali, Aaron Willard, KP, Millie Blackwell, Chris L., Bob Ostwald, Michael Dialosa, Jacqueline R. Myers, Tana Feliz, JFX in the Midwest, Ann Sype, Joe Crace, Measure Twice, Michael Hagen, Chris Metzkis, Bill Clow, Random Thinks, Jason Dill, Dave McDonald, Mary Collis, Alex Jonathan Brown, Andre Prevost, Kathleen Rogers, Bobby Letzinger, Kelton Weems, Scott Hayes, Hans Newman, Jay Newton, Erasable Poet Laureate, Chris Jones, and John Wood. Thank you, folks, and Thank we'll you, see you in a week. Do you like our podcast? Most people like our podcast. But if you don't like our podcast, maybe we'll turn it off. <laughs>